Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Divorce the First Six. I am Peter Maestri. I'm going to be your host, and today we have the pleasure of having Jenny Kephart as a guest. Jenny is divorced now for 10 years. Is that correct, Jenny? Yeah, coming up on 10 years, yeah. Coming up on 10 years, and she has a beautiful boy. And without further ado, um, Jenny, thank you so much for being on the show, for being a yes to this conversation. I know you as a person of contribution, so I just want to say thank you. Oh, you're welcome. It's an honor, really. Tell us about your first six months. What was that like? Well, it was really probably the most brutal time of my whole life. You know, Um, uh, it was uh, basically there was like the kind of initiating, you know, incident was that I had an affair. And so um, it wasn't a gentle intro into the the conversation. You know, it was very, um, very abrupt. And um, when I told, my husband about the affair, my kind of idea at that time was that we would work through it. And um, as we went along, it started to get more and more clear that that probably wasn't the direction that it was going to go. So I feel like the first six months for me, first of all, was it was such a wake up call because it completely turned my world upside down in a way that like within 24 hours of telling him, you know, what had happened, um, it was, I was not living in the house, you know, anymore. And um, I was, you know, staying with a friend. I just, everything, I was, I I was completely blindsided by, um, by the reaction. Um, of course, looking back, I don't know that I should have been so blindsided, but I know that I, that I really was at the time. And, um, so it was like, for me, a daily questioning of my reality. It was, I don't know who, who am I? What is my life? Um, what, what do I do now? What do I do with my day? How do I fix this? Um, and, it was like the harder I tried to fix it, the worse it got. So it really was for me a progression of kind of bad to worse to nightmare Um, because the harder that I tried to fight what was happening, the worse it got. And um, so, uh, yeah, that it it was a time, it really was, it was like, I was questioned, I questioned everything like, like anything, um, you know, any redeeming quality I thought I had, you know, completely got called into question for me. Um, any, you know, and, you know, some of the conversations that I had with not only, you know, my, my, uh, husband at the time, um, but even sometimes with certain friends, um, I think just for me, especially with kind of how, how delicate a situation it was for me and, and how low an opinion I think I had of myself at the time. Um, it, it just kept 
bringing me further and further into that place of like questioning despair. You know, I could, I couldn't do anything. I was, I was a mess. I was a total mess. Like I couldn't work. I couldn't, I couldn't go anywhere. And I am not someone who gets taken out by things in life. I just move on. I do it. I show up to work no matter what, you know, like that kind of thing. And I just, I didn't even have, I had nothing in me. I was like a shell of a person. What was it like when you said it? Like, what were you expecting? You said that it was like kind of like a shock, but what were you expecting when you said that? I guess it was just like, to me, it was like, well, this, this is over. I'm choosing you, my husband. So in my mind, I think because it was over and I was sorry, you know, it, it wasn't something that I would have like wanted to do, you know, um, I just expected that we would just enter a process of like, what, what will it take? What will it take for you to forgive me? What will it take um, for, for us to move on through this, you know? And that, that wasn't, that just wasn't the response, you know, the response pretty much immediately is like, that's not okay. So this is over. And, um, I, I don't know, honestly, I think it was just, you know, I mean, I have so much to say about it in a way because the perspective that I've gotten from that, that moment, you know, in time and from, um, just from that situation, I think has brought me so far, but as far as what it was like in that moment, it was just like, wait, 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 what? You know, I mean, it was like, I, I, I almost couldn't even believe what was coming out, out of his mouth, you know, because I expected, you know, anger or upset or any of that. I expected that, but I didn't expect this is, this is over. And for um, that abruptly. Yeah. And, and, you know, it wasn't actually an abrupt process. Like if I had immediately just kind of gone, oh, well, uh, okay. You know, <laughs> like maybe it would have been more abrupt. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, um, but I think it was just like, all of a sudden I was just like, I, I, this is a different game. I've never played this game. And, and ultimately I really don't even think, I think that up until that point in my life, I lived life kind of a, above the consequences in, in certain ways, you know, I, it wasn't the first time I had had like infidelity things in relationships before, you know, it wasn't, it was so, so for me at that point, it was just me playing out a pattern that I'd already played out. So I, you know, at some point when you've gone through a particular pattern over and over again, and it kind of always, or generally had the same outcome, I just kind of expected the same outcome. And when that didn't happen, it was like, whoa, like wake up call, like, major major wake-up call um and there was one other factor was really important in that which was that I had been you know I'd been um, drinking up until that point um and I stopped drinking the day that I told him like I just made this choice that I could either go through this numbing myself and running away from it, or I could go through this with open, open eyes and, and feeling everything. And, um, so, um, you know, on that day I stopped drinking and I haven't had a drink since in almost 10 years. 
So that was a very, very important also choice that I made at that point. And it was also a very big, I think, factor in my experience of that time, because not only was it, you know, going through this whole experience of divorce, this was also my first six months of sobriety, um, which has, you know, a lot of other um, experiences along with it. So that was something that, you know, what coincided with that first six months as well. You know, there's something for me. And I was like, do I say it or do I not say it? Um, with my with my ex, there was infidelity. And as soon as you said it, like I know I knew a little bit of your story, but you know, I try not to to really dig or research um when I do an interview because for me it's about learning. And what I learned in that process is that when you said that, I was like, like there was almost like a, a an air taking out because as soon as you said it, something opened up for me, which is I've never really heard it from your point of view. I've never really heard what somebody goes through who, who, you know, who was in that situation, who, and, they, and then says it, you know, there's something about the way that you said it is you actually told him, you know, I was never told until this day I, was, I wasn't told. But, but I didn't, I do know that I did. I do know. What's it like, like when you tell the person that you obviously you, you married the person. So that would, that's a big step, but what's it like when you, when you said it, and I know that you've shared it, but what was it really like? Like, cause you did what you did, right. But it, it takes a, a big person to do what you do and then say it. Like, most people, yeah. you, you fessed up. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's interesting because on one hand, like, yes, you know, I can, I can kind of <laughs> acknowledge that it took something to say it, but yeah. my, what it was like at the time was I couldn't, I couldn't not say it. Like it was so in every everything that I did and every, you know, as I couldn't hold that in, like it was tearing me apart to not say anything about it. And I think that up, up until that point, because this particular, you know, like the affair that I had was, it was fairly short and it was a couple, couple months, you know, I mean, short, I don't know, in relative time, you know, however you want to say that, but um, it, it was, it, it was like what it, what that holding that in did to me, you know, was it, I don't even know that I would call it courageous as much as it was a necessity at that point, you know? And, um, and I think that I did have a lot of support in being able to say it, you know, and being able to do that. And I, and I, and I had people that were kind of there to support me through that process. Um, but saying it, you know, is it, it's, it's weird when you ask me, because even just thinking about it, it was like, I was so like numb at the time in that particular way. You know, I was so just in my own, like my, my mind and my head and just everything, right. That it was, it was really just more, it was just like, how do I 
justify my life and my existence, you know, was the game that I was playing at that time. Because um, if I was, I think, to fully let in how I felt about everything that was happening, I just don't think I would have been able to go on. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.